0: And I was like, finally, I can do the intro and you were just like, got your number. And I was like, oh she knows.
1: No way. I like to talk.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I don't know why the sexy bulbasaur pin on your bag just really distracted me for a second there, and I totally went galaxy brain. He is pretty sexy. <laughs> he is pretty sexy. I like his
1: pink uh, underwears.
0: He's pretty sexy. Yeah. Maybe I'll take a picture of him later and upload him onto the Instagram.
1: Okay.
0: He's pretty sexy, you <laughs> he is guys. Super sexy. You guys like even as an ace, just Oh, that Bulbasaur.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway. Anyways, we're talking about mommy issues. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a sexy Bulbasaur pin. I think that must mean something oh, about of me having issues. Oh, of
1: course. I mean, it's on my bag, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Mommy issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God, where do I even begin? What is your first
1: experience with a mommy issue?
0: I have a mother. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I think the real issue when it comes to my mommy issues is that it it kind of reminds me of your situation a yeah. little bit where my dad got sick when I was very young. I mean, I was eight yeah. when he got sick. And uh, for those of you who don't know, because maybe you're just tuning in for the first yeah. time, in which case, hi, <laughs> I have issues. Um <laughs> Don't you laugh? You have issues too, asshole. I know.
1: But it's just like that first introduction. Hi.
0: Hi. I have issues. (laughs) That's how I greet everyone in my life. Hi. I have issues. You don't need my name. Just know that I have issues. Yep. (laughs) Um, My dad passed away from brain cancer when I was 13. um, But he was diagnosed with brain cancer when I was Mm 8. Originally, he was given six weeks ended up obviously living for much longer than yeah. that. So it was a constant roller coaster of, "Oh, is he going to die this month?" Maybe. We're not sure yet. Yeah. That's basically what half of my childhood was. And the other half of my childhood was, "Don't ever get sick, otherwise you could be responsible for killing your father." Yeah.
1: Sounds traumatic.
0: Yeah. Mommy issues, daddy issues, I have the gambit. Yeah,
1: you I do. I have all of them.
0: I hit the jackpot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hit the jackpot. Uh But no, when it comes to my mommy issues, I think I kind of ran into somewhat of a similar issue to you, where my dad was diagnosed with cancer when I was very young, again, about eight years old. And um, for those of you who maybe aren't aware, I do have an older sister. Mm. However, um, there are suspicions that she is a little bit more on the spectrum um, of Asperger's. They suspect that she's halo Asperger's. Whatever she is, she's not a people person. Mm-hmm. She's not a kid person. Yeah. Um, unlike your sister, who kind of managed to kind of start to take over that caregiver yeah. role, um, that's not my sister's personality. Yeah. And my,
1: my, my sister is also six years older than me.
0: Yeah, my sister is 18 months older than yeah. me and has not a single maternal bone yeah. in her body. Uh, if I ever were to look at her and say, I'm hungry, her response would be, <laughs> okay
1: what do you want me to do about it?
0: So um, it very much became kind of one of these things where my mom, I don't want to say she was absent because she really did try as hard as humanly possible to be there for my sister and I while also knowing that she basically had to take care of her terminally ill husband. Yeah. Who, again, we were told by every single doctor, oh, he could die at any time. So we were treating every single moment like the last. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of one of those things where – there were a lot of times where, for example, with dinner, she may have found the energy to make dinner, but she wouldn't be able to sit and eat it with us because she would have to go and feed my dad, yeah. as weird as that sounds. That's kind of one of the things you deal with with a sick parent, right? Yeah. So, And, of course, without, with my sister not having a maternal bone in her body, it was me, yeah. myself, and I. Yeah. And, again, it made it very hard. When I was younger, I was actually an extremely sociable kid, but unfortunately, through that kind of childhood isolation, and I'll be honest, I was also a really awkward kid at this yeah. point because it, it kind of got to the point that I, I couldn't have friends over or anything like that, and it there were a lot of days that – I ended up getting pulled out of class early because dad was sick or something like that, and maybe he had to go to the hospital, or I was just under so much stress that I was having breakdowns, especially by the time I got to middle school. Don't even get me started. You know, the ugly duckling phase was bad (laughs) enough without, you know, being told, oh, hey, yeah, your dad's not doing well, so we're kind of worried that he's going to cack it this weekend. Yeah. And we're like, oh. So, unfortunately, it's just there was so much going on in my childhood that it it, uh, there's kind of a bit of resentment to some extent, and it's so hard because I don't know how to feel about it. What do you mean? Um, looking at it from a childhood perspective, it, it's why I say I don't want to say my mom was absent because she wasn't. Yeah. But from my memory as a child. My memory goes, well, she wasn't there. Yeah, and I'm not wrong. She wasn't there. But my adult brain goes, well, what did you expect her to do? She had a terminally ill husband, and it was either she made sure that he was fed or she sat with her children who were more than capable of feeding yeah. themselves. Yeah, but what when, do you do? When right? You're a kid, you don't you can't rationalize. That. And that's the problem is that yeah. I have these irrational childhood yeah. memories and thoughts. That now that I'm older, I'm kind of like, well, no, what, like, I can't expect that. Yeah. And yet the bitterness is still left behind yeah. from those childhood memories. And I'm like, how do I deal with that? Therapy. I need it <laughs> badly. Eventually. But I, I think my relationship with my mom is also a little bit strained because we, we have the case of threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, there are three of us in my family now. It was... Originally, my dad, my sister, my mom, and I, yeah. after my dad kicked the bucket, uh, there were three very headstrong women in the same house. Mm, that led to a lot of problems. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, whenever it comes to threes, and it's something I've experienced across the board with anyone, especially yeah. I deal with kids a lot. Yeah. Whenever you see those groups of three you know that there's gonna be a problem because it's almost always two against one if there's any sort of argument. Yeah. And that is exactly what I have dealt with even throughout my childhood into my adult life is that anytime there's an argument it's always two against one yeah. because inevitably that person that's playing monkey in the middle is yeah. going to side with one person more than the other. Yeah. And it leaves that one person out feeling so yeah. attacked. Yeah. Especially when you're as headstrong and aggressive as my family is when it comes to arguing.
1: Yeah. I know. I've experienced in, that. Yeah. My time. You've seen it.
0: It's bad. <laughs> it's like World War III. It, it, the it nukes true. are going off. It's not good. Yeah. All life is dead. Yeah. It's dead. The buildings are burning. Yeah. The streets are flooding. The sky is falling. It's just not a good sky situation. Is falling. <laughs> yeah, it's just a really bad situation, mm-hmm. and it's just rather unfortunate that it. It's definitely. I think I've mentioned to you before that it's always like, oh, I know that mom and I are going to be getting along really, really well for the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks, and it's like, well, why? Because she and my sister had an argument. <laughs> So I know that mom's not going to be arguing with me because they just had an argument. Oh, gosh. And the thing is that I know as soon as she starts getting on well with my sister, I'm like, Mm. ah, shit, here comes the boom. And then the next thing I know, I'm getting it with both barrels from her. It's like she swings back and forth with whichever child she is more pleased with. And she's like, oh, I'm more pleased with your sister. Guess what, honey? It's going down (laughs) for you. And it's like, oh, no, here it comes. So I guess there is some level of toxicity there to some extent because it's just kind of like... Some level, she says. The level level is pretty high. The level is like max critical. (laughs) It's pretty bad, I'm not going to lie. Recently, we have been in a good space, Mm. but I think like what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago... (laughs) me sitting in the car with her yelling at me and I sent you and Charlie that message to the group chat of me crying and I was like we love having good family dynamics in this house we love having supportive family
1: members it it was
0: not a good situation Mm. I
1: I think I usually when you guys fight I like it's like I wait, like, two months, and then I brace
0: for another one. <laughs> it's, well, that's
1: it's, what it's good it's, timing.
0: It's, it's completely cyclical. Yeah. And that's the weird sickening yeah. thing about it. It's weirdly cyclical. Yeah. It's literally just – and I think it's – the real issue comes in the fact that not only are my sister, my mom, and I all very headstrong, mm-hmm. we are also the type of people to put ourselves through very stressful situations, and we all try to keep it to ourselves. Yeah. And we will hide it from everybody. But the problem is, the reason we're so good at hiding it from everybody else is because we take it out on each other instead. Yeah, I know. It, it doesn't, like, if I am upset with what's going on at dance, no one at dance will ever know. But trust me, my mom yeah. will know exactly how angry I am about that yeah. one thing she did that one time, like three months ago. She will know how angry yeah. I am about how things are going at dance. Yeah. Because she will get it with both barrels. Yeah. Unintentionally. It's just, things boil over. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that leads to so many arguments. Mm-hmm. And it's made for a really, I don't want to say it's a negative relationship because it isn't, but when we're in one of our argument cycles, it is absolutely a toxic relationship and I have no idea how to reconcile the two where it's like, oh, this month we're doing fine. Oh, this month we want to kill each other. Like, mm, it's not good. It's not
1: good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll discuss uh, mommy issues and adult life. Oh. That's a
0: whole, that's a whole other bucket of fish. Yeah. That's a whole other tea kettle. That's a whole other tea kettle. Yeah.
1: What kind of tea?
0: Black tea, like my soul. I
1: like black tea. Mm. Anyways, go grab yourself a cup of black tea and come back. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Gay by Gay. ah Ah. So Abby. Hi. And your motherly issues. Mm. Motherly issues. Um mm. how how has these um arguments impacted you and your independence as an adult? Because you're oldish now. How old are you? Twenty-five? Twenty-four?
0: Twenty-four, turning twenty-five, how about we never bring that up again, <laughs> you <laughs> asshole? We don't talk well, about you're my an adult. We you're, don't talk about my impending mortality here. You're Thank a you. fully
1: fledged human. <laughs> 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 Not a fully fledged fledgling, wholly fledged <laughs> human.
0: <laughs> man. Um, it, it's definitely affected it even from the time that I was a young adult because I think I me- I I think I've mentioned before I moved out when I was very young. Yeah. because my mom and I had had an argument. yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was over my sister moving back in to the yeah. house. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's why I moved out. And see the the problem here, as I've mentioned several times is the stubbornness level because we had that argument when I was 17 Mm -hmm. and I had looked at her and I said, the day I walk out that door, I am never living under your roof again. Yeah. And I have stuck to that throughout the entire pandemic and everything else. And over all these years of running my own business, I have paid for an apartment by myself and I have not allowed her to help me with it. Every time she offers any sort of financial help, I refuse because there is this kind of unfortunate toxicity again Mm -hmm. where if she offers help i think in the moment she legitimately means to just give help yeah but inevitably the next time we argue it will be well i do this for you or i've done that for you Mm -hmm. or well i'm not helping anymore and it's one of those things when you when someone says oh i'm going to help you with this especially if it's an ongoing issue it suddenly just oh oh, here, I'm going to help you with this. Oh, but now I'm going to take it away. But you need to rely on that because it's an agreement you've made. Do you know what I mean? And I learned this when I was very young because when I had first moved out, um, I was still going to university at the time. And my mom and I had made an agreement where she said, Abby, I feel bad that you moved out and you're so young. I will help by paying down a small amount on your apartment every month. Yeah. And, you know, at the time I was like, this is great. Yeah. I mean, okay, I can get a little bit of help. And, again, yeah. it was only maybe about 150 to 200 bucks a month. But yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll take help. Yeah. I very quickly realized that, you know, she couldn't use the excuse of, well, my house, my rules anymore, but she very quickly used the excuse of, well, I help you with your rent, so that's as good as living under my house, so you still have to follow my rules. And I went, oh. That's not the way that works. It's a trap.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's a (laughs)
0: trap. I've been, I've been trapped. I've been stuck. Yeah. (laughs) It it was the unseen pitfall. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. And so, of course, now it's gotten to the point where things have been rough for so many people during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and so many times. My mom has tried to offer help, even financially, and every single time I refuse her, and it always leads to a fight, Yeah. because she gets mad that I won't accept her help, but I won't accept her help, because I'm always braced for when she's going to try and pull the rug out from under my feet, and it has made things very, very difficult. And I think the other problem is that we are either best friends or worst enemies. There is no in-between. There's no, oh, you know, my mom and I are slightly on the outs. It's, no, she's my enemy. Yeah. Or, you know... It, it's it's gross toxic stuff like that, and I think the other problem that we majorly have she and I deal with things very, very differently mm-hmm. in the sense of when we are arguing, we need two very we seek out two very different methods of reconciliation yeah my idea of reconciliation is sitting down talking at the issue and coming to. An agreement, a consensus, Mm -hmm. a compromise, something, dealing with the issue. Yeah. Her method of dealing with it is walking away and thinking about it to herself and then coming back later. Yeah. Both of these are legitimate methods of dealing with things, but they don't work together, as I'm sure you can imagine. Not without prior compromise. And the trouble is that she says she needs time to go away and think about things, and I can appreciate that. Because she calms down and then comes back more level-headed. Yeah, I'm a serial overthinker, so if she goes away, I start having panic attacks and work myself up worse. Yeah. And so when we come back to the table, I'm an even bigger mess than I was before because I couldn't deal with it. But now, also, I've been so stressed out that I haven't been eating, haven't been sleeping, yeah. haven't been doing anything, and have been having panic attacks. Yeah, how? It, th- and it's still an ongoing struggle that we're trying to sort out is how do we deal with this? Mm-hmm. And I think the other issue is that I am a huge person for words mean a lot. If you are wrong, you need to admit it. The phrase that we used to use is if you mess up, you fess up. You know what I mean? If you screwed up, you sit there, you look at someone in the eye, and you go, I know I screwed up. I'm going to find a way to fix it. Or here's my apology. I can acknowledge where I was wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my brother's incapable of that. Mm -hmm. she literally can't yeah and we've had a conversation about this before where she's basically said for so long she took on so much responsibility at a very young age and I mean she had a quite a toxic relationship with her mother too which is the unfortunate part and I think that's where so much of this comes from is that she used to take the blame for everything because that was her relationship with her mom so now that she's become a mom herself it's also the well I'm your mother yeah I can't Anything I do isn't wrong inherently because I'm your mom. Yeah, it's you that's in the wrong, and I'm like, uh, that's not how that works. Yeah. If you screw up, you need to admit to it. She can't, mm-hmm. and that is just a whole other level of hard to deal with. Yeah, and again, it's also one of those things where I I vocalize an apology, she shows an apology. Mm-hmm. I I joked about this with you and Charlie before, where I always know if my mom's trying to apologize. Mm-hmm because she'll start offering to buy me things or offering to do little favors for me. And I'm like, oh, this is her way of apologizing. But the trouble is I would prefer just a straight up apology and I would prefer to talk out the situation, but she can't do that. Yeah. It's trying to reconcile two. my mom and I are eerily alike in so many ways, but this is the one thing that we are so diametrically opposed on that I have no idea how to find common ground. Mm Because the trouble is that in order to give one person what they need or what they want, the other person has to go against their very nature. Yeah. And it works on both sides. If I get what I want, she doesn't get what she needs. Yeah. If she gets what she wants, I don't get what I need. Yeah. How do you even begin to try
1: and bridge that gap? I think maybe like something that is important to say before you like take a break from our argument is I still love you. I'm still gonna be here. I'm not leaving your life forever. I just need some time
0: to think. See, she's just she's one of those people where she gets mad, she just hangs up. Yeah. She's one of those, she doesn't say anything, she's just click, and you're like, oh. (laughs) You know, like when you're trying to have an argument, or she's the worst one. She will call you, she will rant at you, and the second you try to stick up for yourself, she'll hang up on you. And you're like, okay, so you can get your word in, but the second I try to defend myself, you're Mm -hmm. just like, click. And it's like, oh, it bothers me so badly. Even sitting here, like I feel it bubbling up in me, and I'm like, ah.
1: Cause you guys have that tendency of like taking out life on each other.
0: Unfortunately. Yeah, And again, it's something that we both do. And I'm yeah. fine with admitting to that. I know it's an extremely toxic trait. It's something that I have been working on for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you know, something that I'm more than willing to admit to, I struggled hard when I was 13, 14, mm-hmm. 15, even I was an extremely violent kid. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. My sister and I both were, we used to beat the shit out of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were so many built up emotions and there was so much going on with my dad being sick. We just didn't know how to deal with it and we took it out on each other physically because we had one of those weird families where we seemed like the perfect ideal family out in public, mm-hmm. but if you went home, yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Not good. Yeah. Um so it 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 was a real journey for me. To break that habit and unfortunately then I got into verbalizing my discontent mm-hmm. and it became really I don't even want to repeat some of the things that I used to say ever mm-hmm. because they were so terrible that yeah. I, I, I cringe thinking back to some of the things that I used to say but again that was my way of trying to curb the violent tendencies yeah and then I have been continually working on not verbalizing as much But now it's gotten to the point where, you know, we will argue, and now it's gotten to the point of me trying to regulate my emotions more, because I will find, like, I have a hairpin trigger, yeah, and it's just because I continually, like, there's nowhere good to put half of these emotions, do you know what I mean? And it's learning how to deal with them, but of course this means that because I'm trying so hard not to have any outbursts of any kind, Mm -hmm. either verbal or physical, it means that, I reach my breaking point very, very quickly where it's, yeah. like, I need an apology. Yeah. I need you to stop and listen to me. Yeah. And it, it's just – it's such a bad situation. And, again, I have no problem admitting that, obviously, it takes two to argue. I'm yeah. part of the problem. Yeah. It's just I don't know how to bridge the gap. Yeah. And that's where my mommy issues come in because it's something we're still trying to work on to this day. Mm-hmm. And it's just, Making you know – Breaking that cycle. We had a conversation the other day, and, you know, she had said that she felt bad because – We had been having an argument, and all of a sudden, she had hung up on me, and I, of course, was flipping out, having a panic attack. Two two hours later, she calls me and says, I came to a realization that I'm acting like my mother used to, and she had said, I hate it, and I don't know how to not be like that, because that's what my mom used to be like. So now, we're dealing with two generations of mommy issues, (laughs) and I don't even know. These
1: things don't come from nowhere.
0: And they that's come the problem. From somewhere, they always do. Her reaction is from the way she used to be with yeah. her mom, and but now the the poison is spreading from oh, yeah. one generation to the next. And yeah. it's like, oh, how do we even begin to clean this up? This mm. is like the oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. We don't know where to start. This is just a big problem. Yeah. But we're working towards it and I'm hoping that over time we will continue making progress. I think yeah. we've made a couple of breakthroughs recently. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you you and Charlie are not going to be getting more um, snaps and Instagram oh, yeah. messages of me crying, it's being like, someone please kill me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get me out of here. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we would love to hear from you. I'm sure there are a lot of you out there that also have mommy issues that, you know, you've never even verbalized them. Because, yeah. again, I feel like we all talk about daddy issues. Yeah. But we rarely ever talk about the issues we have with our maternal figures. Yeah. And I think it is something that's good to talk Moms about. Moms are important. And the other thing that I just want to say, go to therapy. Yeah. Go to therapy. Everyone, I need therapy. You need therapy. We need therapy. I don't care if
1: you think you don't need it yet. You you need it.
0: You know what color we haven't tried yet? Therapy.
1: Even like, okay, wait, my one-minute therapy plug. Even if you feel like there's nothing wrong... Sometimes, you will automatically receive all of these mechanisms and ways of dealing with life from your parents, and therapy helps you look at that and go, I would like to keep this thing and maybe change this thing a little bit.
0: And you know, that would be so helpful, because I'm sure a therapist would easily be able to tell my mother and I where to at least start. Yeah. But yeah. the problem is that neither of us are in therapy, and that is, that's the real problem here. Yeah, exactly. How do I start? Therapy! <laughs> I can hear the echoes across time, and uh, my reaction is just to go, "Did you hear something?" <laughs> it's like my brain doesn't even acknowledge the fact that I've ha- heard something yeah. important. But <laughs> sorry, was that an echo? I didn't hear anything. Was that something that'll help me? <laughs> hmm, must have been the wind. <laughs> sorry, we don't we don't get any sunshine in my healthcape, Okay, oh, sure. <laughs> the good messages don't get through. Anyways, oh.
1: uh, we hope you're doing well, guys. Go to uh, therapy. Take your you. pills. Drink your water. Thank eat. you for listening. Stay Sleep. hydrated. Sleep. Yes. Sleep. And we wish that you will take it gay by gay, <laughs> you guys. Bye.